Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to another segment of Solo Saturday. I'm on the road, just kind of cruising around, coming back from a doctor's appointment so that I can get clearance from my doctor to say that I am healthy enough to take care of some foster kids. We are steps closer to that moment being a reality. We actually have officially moved into the house. It is still going to need work, obviously. Uh, you know, I need to replace the gutters, try to do something about the water running under the house every time it rains. And we had a bit of a leak that happened that the uh, contractors missed. It really wasn't their fault. It was because the, there was a valve that goes to the hose going to the, the uh, refrigerator, and we didn't have it connected whenever they were checking for leaks. And even after I connected it, I mean, we turned it on and it was running fine for a while. Um, and I don't know if the back pressure eventually caused it to finally, you know, break down, but it started leaking. So, you know, that was a bit of a mishap, but, you know, they came and fixed it and I was very appreciative. Um, and now it's just, everything seems to be going smoothly. Um, you know, we did see some things that we're going to need to do, but it's mostly, you know, cosmetic things here and there. Um, you know, that we can fix over the time that we live there. But as far as the house being prepared and ready for a home visit and for us to start fostering, the house is good to go. You know, we, all of our rooms are ready and done. Um, we got a set of bunk beds we're going to put up in case, just in case we uh, end up with um, a girl. You know, and we already have a set of bunk beds in my daughter's room, but we're going to see if we can... You know, go ahead and put another one up and then have two extra beds, which also makes it possible for our daughters to have friends over to spend the night, uh, which I'm hoping, you know, will happen more often in, in this house than it did where we lived previously. You know, I, I, I'm okay with that, um, you know, in a, in a house where we have a bit more room and it's, uh, in, in a lot of ways, it's nicer. Um, so we're pretty excited as a family. We, you know, we're beginning to feel... The, the very real but also very exciting pressure of fostering some boys, you know, becoming a reality. And my wife has been unbelievably patient with me over the past few weeks. Uh, I'm the one who's just been restless and anxious and stressed out. And, and it's mostly just been because, well, I don't know. I mean, there could, there could be several reasons, but... I think the, the, the main reason is even though everything seems to be going smoothly, because the house is older and because there have been problems before, uh, problems with, you know, with leaks, problems with flooding, problems with, you know, damage, um, I, I think just some part of me is worried that that's going to happen, you know, and um, sometimes that stuff can be expensive. Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's a real easy fix, you know. Grab a few parts from Lowe's and, and uh, you know, get somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> if, I've, if I don't know what I'm doing, you know, call up a friend who does know and see if they can help me fix it or at least let me know what I should do. Or, as people have been telling me, YouTube. You know, that's what I... On, on more than one occasion, someone has said, YouTube will be your best friend when it comes to living in a house that might need repairs. So, um, you know, I'm... I'm pretty fired up, honestly. I just, the anxiety is, it has, it's not, has nothing to do. 
It has nothing to do with the fostering. I'm excited about that. Do I recognize that it is going to be a lot? Absolutely, of course. But am I prepared for that? You betcha. Uh, it'll be worth it. And there's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be worth it. So, you know, most of my anxiety, I think, has just been a combination of, of the change, you know, living in a new place and a place I've wanted to live. So it's, there's not a reluctance. It's not that kind of anxiety. It's more of just, you know, adjusting to living in it, you know, and I, again, I'm saying a new place, but as you, if you remember, I've talked about this, this was my great grandmother's house, you know, and I, and I was in that house a lot when I was a little kid. And then I lived there for a few years with my parents before I got married and moved out. So it, it's not new. I'm back in my hometown, you know? I mean, things are different, but but some things aren't. And let me talk a little bit about that because this is just, it's been really bizarre, you know, a bizarre feeling being back home. Uh, you know, even though I wasn't that far away, I mean, where we lived before was only about 20 minutes from, you know, my hometown. So it's not like I left the state. It's not like I left the country, you know? I. I was in town a lot because my parents lived there uh, but you know this the actual living you know where we lived before we were close to one Kroger in Cross Lanes West Virginia and that's what I frequented I you know if it, I'd go to Walmart if I needed a long list of things but if I just needed groceries or a few things Kroger was closer than Walmart so I would I would hit up Kroger um, now I'm closer to the St. Albans Kroger and St. Albans is actually, again, one of my hometowns. I lived there with my mom. I went to school there and I worked at that Kroger, uh, back in 1997 when it was not, and they've done a pretty huge remodel since then. They've expanded it and made it a much, much bigger Kroger. Um, but I have been in there three times since we moved and all three times I've seen employees who worked there when I worked there in 97 they are still there um, you know and they recognized me <laughs> that was just um, a pretty cool pretty cool experience and I also all three of those visits bumped into people that I knew from St. Albans either people I went to high school with or you know, I, I actually saw a lady that used to live in the neighborhood where I lived with my parents for a while. So, you know, that's, it's just a, a bizarre feeling. It's like returning home. It's, it feels like I went further away than what I did because I just haven't had the need to frequent, you know, St. Albans, at least not the Kroger, you know, in some time. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm adjusting and so it's that on top of just the being concerned about what might go wrong with the house, you know, and, and things are going to go wrong. That's what I, I just sort of need to, to uh, be present instead of having anxieties about what might happen or what hasn't happened yet. You know, there's no sense in stressing myself out about something that hasn't happened yet. It's acceptable to stress when it happens. You know, like, holy crap, you know, we have this that just happened. 
you know, now I can be stressed, but I still need to solve the problem. I can't solve a problem that hasn't happened yet, you know? So all my stress and anxiety and worry is just, it's, it's unnecessary at the moment. And, you know, that's, that's scriptural too. The Bible says a good bit about worry and how you, you know, I'm, I'm probably misquoting it, but, you know, it says like, who among you can add to your life by worrying about it? Like, nobody can do that. There's not a single person who'd be like, oh man, if I stress out about this thing, it'll make life better and longer. And, you know, nope. In, in most cases, it actually makes it worse. And, you know, the health science points to the fact that chronic prolonged stress can actually shorten your life, not prolong it. So I think it's interesting that that, you know, that scripture written centuries ago is already kind of hinting at like, you know, you're not going to make your life longer by worrying about it. And that's because you actually might make it shorter by worrying about it. So I'm just, I'm, I am overwhelmed with emotion. I'm overwhelmed, you know, by the reality of this. This is happening. And I don't mean that term. I know that the, the term overwhelmed frequently has a negative connotation. I, I mean it positively here. I am overwhelmed with good emotions, the kinds of emotions that you would expect from someone who's making powerful, positive life changes. And if you've been listening to my podcast, that's been the real purpose of the guests that I've had recently. You know, these are people who have inspired me over the past year or two, you know, with their message that, you know, when you make positive, powerful changes in your life, incredible things happen. You know, when you are present to your life, when you are there and you are feeling all of the things that you would be expected to feel from life, even the bad things, when you're upset, feel upset. You know, my, my talk in Monday Motivation a few weeks ago, you know, that's, that's when life transforms you and in the best of ways. I mean, even in painful moments, you know, Traver Boehm talks about how pain he has a TED Talk, which I recommend you watch, called Pain is Your Guru. Like, and, and that's, that, that kind of message is like, what you're going through, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, even the painful stuff, that's your teacher. That's your guru. And I'm learning that. I'm learning that um, to read my emotions, to feel what I'm feeling, and, you know, ask why and, and to explore those emotions. It's a, that's the best way for me to inform myself, inform my mind, my body, my heart, and my soul about what is happening, why it's happening, how I should respond to it in the moment. So, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm ready. I am ready, and I know there will be a lot of things that'll happen, a lot of things that'll come up. You know, there will be unexpected moments. There will be some um, 
you know, some mishaps and some speed bumps along the way, but that's okay, you know, that's okay, because I'm doing the work to be built for it, I'm doing the work to be ready for it, be prepared for it, to be excited about it, to be eager to just dive into life, you know, and to accept it, accept it as it is, and to be inspired by it, moved by it, all the things, guys, I am, I'm just ready, <laughs> I am fired up and ready, so I just wanted to share that with you all, that we do, we are moved in, we're, we're moved in, the house is ready, we're living in it, you know, uh, Mountain Care Network contracting team did an excellent job getting everything ready for us, and uh, all the work that we'd asked for that needed to be done was done, you know, and whenever that leak happened, you know, they were there as expeditiously as possible, uh, you know, Chris, <laughs> Chris answered my panicked phone call, um, you know, and he did his best to sort of calm me and ease me, and we shut the water off until they were able to show up the next day and get it fixed for us. So, you know, I'm ready. And my, my wife is ready. I know she's ready. She has, since I've met her and we got started getting serious and we got engaged, I knew that she was excited to become a wife and a mother. And I am happy to continue, you know, to go through the steps and go through the processes of, of growing our family even more. And I'm blessed and grateful to her for her patience with me um, and for her trusting my guidance and trusting my opinion. You know, um, we've, we've done this together as a team. It's not like she's, you know, grabbed me by the ear and, and dragged me along and told me, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Nope. Every step of the way, we've talked about it. We've asked about it. I mean, you know, for her to be... Um, you know, willing to move into a, a, an old home that belonged to a member of my family, you know, for her to allow me to bless her with a house that we can live in, um, you know, that will be ours. That, I just think that's incredible. And, I, and I'm grateful to her for that. And I love her for that and for so many other reasons. And our kids are ready. Our kids are excited. They're ready to have little brothers or, or brothers if they're, you know, around the same age. Um, they're ready. They're excited. You know, and I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this chapter of our life. So, for those of you who have stuck with me and have enjoyed these episodes, I appreciate it. If you could do me a great big favor and just, if this message, if the things I talk about, if the people that I interview, my guests, if they resonate with you, share these episodes. Tell people about my podcast. This is not about listener numbers, you know, but I'm kind of ambitious, guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's not that I want to go viral. It's just that I I want other people to know about the people I interview and talk to. I want my guests, I feel like, deserve, you know, to be to be heard. Their message needs to get out there more, and, I, and I'm... I'm happy to be a part of that, to be uh, another platform that they have the opportunity to use to share their message with people who need to hear it. But, you know, I'm not just doing these solo Saturdays for me 
uh, and I'm not doing my Monday motivations for me, even though sometimes I, I mean I talk about my life, I talk about the things from my life, but this this is not for me, you know. I'm simply sharing what I think or hope might resonate with someone and inspire someone, you know, that, that's if they're struggling, if they have questions about, you know, what they're dealing with and, and, and the emotions they're feeling. Maybe something I say, even if it's just one sentence, like one one line. You know, the, the interview that I just did with, with Brandon Alexander, uh, I already had a friend who pulled out, you know, he heard that quote about how you can't pour from an empty cup. And that just, bam, he was like, I had to share. I had to share that quote. Um, and he did. He shared it on his social media because he was inspired by it. And I'm not taking credit for that. I'm not saying, hey, I want to be inspired. I'm just saying I am honored that something I said resonated with him and that he was willing to share that with other people. So that's really what this is about. It's not about me going viral. I Notice I don't have sponsors. I have not connected my podcast to sponsors because I'm not doing this for money. I mean, maybe someday, you know, if I feel like my listener numbers are, are up, high enough that I can get some kind of profit from it, fantastic. But the other thing is that, I don't know, I'd be kind of selective about who my sponsors are. And if you just sort of do it through the podcast app, you don't have much control over who your sponsors are. Um, but, you know, I just I want, I just want people to, to know that it's very possible things that are going on in my life are also going on in your life things that are the challenges that I have might also be similar to the challenges that you have. So maybe something I talk about will strike a chord and resonate with you. And if so, share this, share it with someone else that you think might, you know, also be able to gain from the message. That's really what this is about. It's about us being there for each other, offering each other kind words, words of encouragement, words of love, um, you know, whenever we go through difficult times. I appreciate y'all. I love you. Thanks for sticking with me. Have a great Saturday.